0: I'm Helen Holliman, Editor-in-Chief of Munchies, and welcome back to Season 2 of Munchies, the podcast. Last season, we went to strange places to uncover unusual stories in food, from learning why failure makes everything better, according to Chef Danny Bowen of Mission Chinese Food, to how one man is trying to save the world's tequila supply with bats. We even stunk things up with a smell artist who's trying to make you become a better eater with Scent. This season, we're getting out of New York and we're taking you on the road to explore the unique stories and food that American cities have to tell. But we can't kick things off without New York, where we're still living in the doldrums of Netflix and chill season. It's time that we help pull you out of the glut of sleepy winter and get you up. And there's only one way that we can do this. Energy drinks.
1: Our favorite's Monster, classic Monster. Today,
0: we're going to fall into the sleepless K-hole that is the world of energy drinks. But I can't do this alone. So I went to go get some guidance on the subject from two caffeine addicts. The sister duo behind the band, Prince Rama. The duo just released their latest album, Extreme Now, which is inspired by the crossover between extreme sports and energy drinks.
1: I drank so much Monster recording this album that my doctor put me on Monster
0: Probation. This episode might end with some panic attacks or a visit to Charity Hospital if I don't slow my roll on Red Bull. So first, a Surgeon General's warning for this episode from expert bartender Don Lee.
2: Caffeine is possibly unsafe when taken by the mouth for a long time high dosages. Caffeine can cause insomnia, nervousness, restlessness, stomach irritation, nausea, vomiting, increased heart rate, respiration, and other side effects. Please consult the doctor. Some restrictions apply. I know. In
0: 2005, fewer than 2,000 trips to the emergency room involved energy drinks. But by 2011, that number was over 20,000 visits. The global energy drink industry has gone from a $3.8 billion business in 1999 to a $27.5 billion business in 2013. That's a little more than a 620% jump. Prince Rama and I are going to speak to our energy drink expert, bartender Don Lee, to learn about the history of energy drinks and get to the bottom of what's in your can. We're also going to discuss how these super caffeinated beverages have inspired Prince Rama and pop culture alike. But we couldn't pull all of that off without pounding a couple of energy drinks first. So on a cold winter day, I'm with Prince Rama, walking into a bodega around the corner from Vice headquarters to fuel up on energy drinks.
1: You guys. (laughs) Monster. Well, we should get a yellow. Let's get a sampler. Okay, hold on. I need another hand. What is that one? Yeah, I don't know. Blue. blue Sorry, we're blocking Whatever dude, we're trying we're having an open mind today about energy drinks, okay? Hey, how are you? What do y'all think? Do we need a, a like a classic Red Bull just to even
0: it, out. even it out for
1: a second? Maybe I don't know, sugar-free whack. That was the first one I ever had sugar-free. <laughs> that was like the 15-year-old in me wanting sugar-free. We
0: also add this Red Bull to this.
1: What's happening if we drink tropical? Tropical. <laughs> I I volunteer myself bit, to try tropical. You, you know what happens? If you drink your What's going to
2: happen? You go to There's the hospital. Like, <laughs> oh
1: my God.
2: With tachycardia. Wait, what's going to happen to us? Tachycardia. And I get a heart attack. Too so much caffeine. oh.
1: Uh-oh. Has that happened? This happened a couple of years when
2: lady worked at Excelente Home Care and he needed to do a lot of papers. He came in by. Twenty ounces too. He drink all of it,
1: and you never saw him again. The next
2: day, some lady said, "Paula, why you sell the lady?" He said, "Red Bull." He send the hospital.
1: Oh my god. Well, okay.
0: Too much guffing. Thank
1: you. Thanks for it's four good. red bulls. So
0: then we all crammed into the car and headed over to Boilermaker in the East Village to meet up with expert bartender Don Lee.
1: <laughs> We're driving with open containers, like five of them. <laughs> we
0: just open that. Okay, try oh, yeah. this. Is okay, this blueberry. is the blue one?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh See how that tastes? Is it like blue crush?
0: It definitely smells like
1: it's, it tastes yeah. like blueberry flavored bits TM from you know Waffle House.
0: Ooh, that
1: actually sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I really. Kind of awesome. I think of blue taffy. Think of some kind of gummy blue. It just tastes like gummy blue. I remember there was like this, <laughs> this girl used so to babysit in Wimberley, and I remember she. We went to like this this snow cone stand in Wimberley, Texas, and everyone was like ordering their flavors, and she was like. I want blue. blue Blue, blue, blue Blue, blue, blue And the guy was like "Oh, It's not really on the menu She's like, blue He's like, I'll make something for you <laughs> She's a girl that knows what she wants On the way, way to
0: Boilermaker We get I stuck like in traffic like, I So I start, start talking to Prince like, Rama About how the new album came about yeah.
1: So thinking back to the
0: new album And talking about like extreme <laughs> sports What extreme sports is this album for? Base All jumping
1: Yeah Yeah <laughs> Okay, bass jumping. No, it's definitely for all of them, but when we were mixing all of our songs, we were watching a lot of Russian Daredevils. That's true. And you guys seen those videos? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh my <sighs> god. There are these kids. They, they must they're like between like the they? ages like twelve. Yeah, twelve and seventeen. Like all from, you know, Russia. Tiny like, Russian towns tiny where there's Russian nothing towns. nothing to do. But climb massive skyscrapers and water towers yeah. and like hang off of them. And wear GoPros to you no know, prove it. Yeah, prove yes. it to your friends. And here again it's one of those tragic stories where they're listening to just the stupidest, like chillest music. The worst music. The worst. Ever. So when we were mixing our album and watching these videos, I mean, it really synced up. The vibes really synced up, which to me, it says we did something right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were just like kind of. For me personally, I would just vacillate between watching like various sports, like extreme skiing one day, like base jumping another day. Like we were really inspired by Shane McConkey. Oh yeah, Shane McConkey was, yeah. he, was just, like, he, he was he was a free skier. He like kind of pioneered like the free skiing um... kind of genre. I he guess. would ski totally naked. <laughs> yeah, he was just like a crazy person. <laughs> but he also he would ski off of a mountain and just go straight off of the mountain and then, like, effortlessly open his arms and be in the base jumping suit. The like, sky suit, s- yeah. The sky suit. So he would ski off a cliff and base jump to land safely. He was, like, doing, like, he extreme sports triathlons, basically. You know, like, like doing all these different things. It's like, you, you ski off a cliff, you know, you you're, like, in a squirrel suit, then you, like, base jump off that, and then, like, you land on a snowboard and then you snowboard out or something. You know what I mean? It's like all these, like, just putting just yeah. them all together, like these mashups. Um, yeah, so I feel like this, this album's like an extreme sports mashup.
0: Do you guys have any connections to extreme sports? As in, were you athletes at any point in your life or are you just
1: sports enthusiasts? <laughs> neither. <laughs> yeah, really neither. For me, it, 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 I'm more interested in, like, the sort of like, mental, psycho-spiritual zone you have to put yourself in in order to do all these feats. Because, I mean, anyone could do these things. The human body is capable of so much. But most of us can't do them because we have, like, so much, like, fear and hang-ups and stuff. Well, it's like, physically, we can do anything that's been proven. Psychologically, you know, who knows? That's what's holding a lot of us back. That's why people who are involved in extreme sports are so rare and so amazing. Yeah, and it's just like... like i'm more interested in learning about what that state of mind is that sort of extreme presentness or extreme now state of mind and applying that to any activity you know like approaching any activity as with that sort of like extreme presentness um like i feel like those guys are like the ultimate zen masters or something you know i mean to not have fear to be able to accept that with this jump it's like it's it's fine if I live or die because I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. I mean that's incredible, and that's what Tark and I are trying to tap into. I know that like in my own life I really want that's like I want to be able to be faced with that decision and also gladly accept whatever the outcome is because at least I know that i'm I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing and being present. This is the I'm holding all of the energy. So despite the traffic,
0: we actually eventually ended up at the bar. And met Don, who is now
2: the director of product development and education at Cocktail Kingdom. And I just do a lot of really nerdy things involving cocktails.
0: He set up a little taste test for us.
2: So I just wanted to make something that's energy-like and try to go more natural than not. So I went with uh, I went to Liquitaria, which is a great juice bar here in the East Village. Got there, you know, like everything in it juice, everything green, plus I think lemongrass and apples and ginger and all this stuff. And to that, I added uh, some guarana, which is a natural plant extract that has twice the caffeine of coffee. So... I've added 400 milligrams to, this, uh, to, each, to one of these cups. I've uh, labeled one of them A, one of them B. And then, Helen, I had you take those, number, those letters off and put on numbers. So now I don't even know which cup is which. So we can blind taste it and see, do you even notice which one has the energy product in it? Because Whoa. guarana okay. and caffeine are both very bitter. And that's usually the mm-hmm. biggest problem in trying to design an energy drink is that how do you overcome that bitterness?
1: Right. Yeah. High fructose corn syrup. Yeah, usually... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, I got one. Two. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. I think mine has guarana in it. Let's do it. Well, we can't tell just yet. Let's see. Yours has the guarana. One has guarana. They're both very good. I just...
2: You, you, know, know, I this, just, you know the flavor already. I just know
1: a lot about caffeine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like... This is so good. I was like, mine tastes really good. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. so you think two, this one? Two does not have guarana. One does. Okay, I want to try this
0: one. Also, oh. I'm like the new. I don't drink energy drinks, so I feel like... Oh. Yeah. Whew. It's really bitter. It's really bitter. And it's sort of like... Like I wanna like rip my shirt off and become Hulk Hogan.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I did not expect gorana to taste like fuel. Yeah. It's pretty it obvious. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Which is why you've got the water to help rinse it oh, away. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Wait, right Don, down. these look like like Blood vials for like a blood sample from a doctor's office.
2: What is what's going on here? So just to so okay. So to close on this, the the reason why I went with the with the kind of a vegetal like juice drink is because a lot of the bitter greens are exactly that. They're bitter. So if you're gonna have to hide the guarana or caffeine or whatever it is you're adding to it, that bitterness, hide it among something that's already a little bit bitter that people expect to be bitter. So if you say like here's like a cheesecake and it's like super bitter, you're like you know like what the fuck? Like that's not what it's supposed to taste like. But if you say, like, hey, here's kale juice, and you're like, okay, I know that's going to be bitter, and it's already a little bit more bitter, then, you know, you can kind of mask it a little bit better. Uh, so that's an easier way to get past that if you're trying to go for a more natural solution. Uh, but so the other thing was that if you weren't trying to maximize on health necessarily but on flavor and try to take away that bitterness. So this is a product called Black Blood of the Earth. This is made by, yeah, this is made by a, a nuclear scientist. Uh, who decided he wanted to make a better coffee extraction process. So he has this proprietary secret way that he does this. I believe it uses some kind of vacuum process. No one's exactly sure. It sounds like some kind of cold brew slash vacuum distillation. I don't know. It's probably not full distillation because it is still black. It would be clear if it was a full distillate. But it pulls all the flavor of coffee without any of the bitterness, and it is super caffeinated. So this is in case you wanted to try. I brought two different products. One is the Ethiopian uh, blend, and one is a Sumatra blend.
1: Well, and just so everyone knows, they're labeled with, like, the periodic table of elements. I mean, this is, like, really mysterious and black. Like, it looks like we're about to drink some O-positive blood right here. <laughs> <laughs> that was smuggled from a lab. <laughs> this episode is about
0: vampires, I yeah. forgot to <laughs> tell you. <That's laughs>
1: good, yeah. We're in that boat. So are we just bombs yeah, Just give, up, take a sip. Cheers to
0: not sleeping for the next 24 <laughs> hours
1: <laughs> oh my god mm. Ooh. god that is so fucking good
2: it's, awesome. it's so it. flavorful right i love it uh
1: it's really strong it does not taste like fuel
2: no not at all it yes. tastes it's like really coffee, good. but this weird like super concentrated but none of that bitterness super high acid did
1: you say high octane or am I just making this up
2: I did not say it
1: okay well then I'm just going to call it it's like high octane definitely
2: coffee.
1: it's really good
0: well so tell us about you know thinking about energy drinks from the bartending perspective you know energy drinks have become super popular but how has this <laughs> she's spritzing herself with energy spray I love it um You know, in your mind, where are we with energy drinks culturally?
2: We are getting back, in a sense to where we used to be. So in that kind of everything old is new, everything new is old. Uh, In the same way with bartending, when you think about, you know, the aesthetic, people are saying, you know, we want to go back to that 1800s, you know, that Jerry Thomas old school craft, you know, mixology bartending. So when you think back about the origins of soda, it started with this idea of the soda jerk. It was somebody who would mix different flavors into carbonated water, and then you'd go to a place and you'd have it similar to going to a bar. And that place was a pharmacy because the person who had the technical knowledge and the experience to do this was a pharmacist, and that was the person that was making CO2, making that carbonated water, and then also blending chemicals to make that artificial flavor that would eventually be modern soda. So even when you think of the most, you know, the biggest name soda in the world, Coca-Cola, it started out as a pharmaceutical thing. And at that time, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, what was happening was people would go out to bars late at night, they'd get super drunk, and then they'd wake up and they'd have to go to work. And so how do you do that? This is before third wave of coffee. This is before even like first wave coffee. So you'd go to your pharmacist and you'd have a soda and that soda would be full of cocaine. Yeah. Right. Like, early Coca-Cola until 1903 was full of cocaine, with an absurd amount of cocaine. And that was that eye-opener that would wake you up in the morning. So every morning you'd have soda, and every night you'd have alcohol. So you would go to a pharmacist, and they would make a blend for you. They have secret blends that were their own. So you'd go to this one place because you knew that one, you know, that uh, soda jerk, that pharmacist, had a way of making things that worked for you. And it wasn't always an upper. Sometimes it was a downer. So, you know, they'd put, be putting opium into sodas. Oh. So they would get the these things that were drugs that are now illegal that were legally available to, pharma- uh, to pharmacists in soda form. So now we have the only two things that are really available are like are guarana and caffeine, unfortunately, as the legal things you can still get. But in the wild west, you know, before there was any of the legislation, you know, banning all these drugs, that's what pharmacists were doing.
0: I mean, alcohol at night, cocaine in the morning. Like, has anything changed? Uh, right. <laughs> So that wraps up the first episode of the second season of Munchies the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And if it's not too much to ask, tell your friends to subscribe too. In the meantime, until the next episode, head over to munchies.tv for all of our delicious food content. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with a simple at munchies. Thanks so much to Don Lee for getting us so hopped up on caffeine. My heartbeat is only now regulating itself again. And thanks so much to Prince Rama. Please go listen and download Extreme Now, their brand new album that's dropping this week, because it is hot, hot fire, and it's going to keep you going all night long. You can download it on iTunes or at PrinceRama.com. I'm Helen Holliman. I'll see you really soon, and I hope it's not in the hospital.